0: What's really fascinating about Star seeds is that many of them will be telling you that they had a life as um, an Illuminati or as a bad person or as even rapist or someone who was a criminal, someone who did something wrong or killed because it is needed sometimes they choose to get in touch with that aspect that I was mentioning later of the falling angel genetics of this dark shadow consciousness within humanity, genetic makeup, because they want to help humanity. And what's the best way to do it than to get in touch with it and integrate it, because if they eventually get to integrate that within themselves, they heal that from the collective consciousness makers of humanity, of the planetary consciousness of Earth. So most of the time, that's why they choose truly terrible, traumatizing childhoods, um, truly horrible, you know, programs like the ones that I was part of. Um, connections to past lives as criminals, you know, because they need, they want, they wish to be, you know, the healers, the integrators of that.
1: You got to relax and- Hello and welcome to another show, Accentuating the Positive with Karen Swain. Always wonderful to be with you all again. Well, I have the most, one of the most incredible, amazing people I've ever met. (laughs) on the show with me today many of you might have seen her before on portals to ascension or on alan steinfeld's show uh, new realities Uh, marina has been doing quite a few youtube videos of late marina seren welcome to the show honey one
0: thank you for inviting me Karina. it's a pleasure to be here
1: (laughs) oh you said my name right (laughs) I tell you what, this young woman is just so brilliant, so intelligent. Every time I see you speak, I'm blown away at your level of, how can I put it, your level of understanding, intellect, but also the way that you... Um, take in information I, I like notice things the way that you're attentive to stuff it just blows me away you sort of listen and take note and you're really attentive even the way i say my name most people don't even listen to the way i say my name and call me something totally different but not you so thank you again now let you're me welcome. just read a little bit about marina Marina Seren is a 21-year-old experiencer from Madrid, Spain. She's a psychic medium, extrasensory seer, a conscious channel of higher mind, an intuitive artist, an ET contactee and abductee, a hybrid alien mother, a MyLab and MKUltra survivor, a secret space program, super psychic super soldier insider, just to name a few things. In 2015, when Marina was 15, the wake up call encoded in her DNA activated and she started a path, the path of her spiritual awakening and the recovery of her memories. She received intense downloads on the structure of consciousness and existence and information about what's really going on on Earth, the real history of mankind, and her mission here. At that time, Marina observed her star seed hybrid nature as well as the indigo crystal energy of her aura she experienced the awakening of her psychic abilities and ancient knowledge the dormant dna codes placed in her by other beings activated and she remembered her hybrid genetic implants and her role in first contact events she also remembered being visited by e. T's and E D entities, guides, counterparts, and star families, meeting them in her astral or lucid dreams and traveling to their planets. This evoked memories of some of her E T and Earth past lives, Marina says. I would be taught in spacecraft school about psychic abilities and metaphysics, as well as receiving spiritual guidance. I started to experience consciously my contribution to the ET hybrid programs after an intense sexual encounter with my Palladian counterpart and meeting my alien hybrid children on ships. Parallelly... (laughs) Memories of her experience with the my lab and other kinds of dark entities also came to light. She experienced military harassment, gang stalking and covert abductions by my lab. She battled a spiritual fight until her liberation which would come with her dark night of the soul and awakening of her consciousness. She also says, I would recall my experiences in the secret space program and my super soldier training, as well as the trauma-based mind control that I was put under for the goal of eventually using me as their asset after months of psychic training and programming. Wow, today, Marina is sharing her experiences to help others understand and to reveal the ET presence on earth for a move towards disclosure. She is working on many educational programs, teaching spiritual wisdom, metaphysical knowledge and info about first contact. Marina is also an artist and musician channeling higher codes and frequencies from the higher realms of existence. And her website is marinasoren.com spelled s-e-r-e-n dot com it's a bit of a mouthful <laughs> you've been through a lot let's yes. talk about your awakening at 15 because i remember hearing you say on alan's show on new realities that you said to your parents when you're about five that you were from another planet right yes, i did, I did. <laughs> do you I... want to talk about that when i was 15 years old
0: I started to research about physics because that's that's when I wanted to that's when I decided that I was most sure that I wanted to be a physicist. That's the career that I wanted to choose to choose for myself and my mission, let's say, but I wasn't aware of my nature yet, you know, I forgot all this, let's say connection. Um, The connections that I have since I was a child so. I remember that when I was, I was, I found myself really interested in you know, finding a theory of everything, like a unified theory of existence, you know. And when I was actually researching about it, when I was meditating on it, I said, cool, we know all this information about, you know, particles and, and electromagnetic waves and everything. subatomic so level, all these things, all this information about the structure of existence, and we were these beings here, placed on a planet and living our lives and everything. But who are we? I mean, there's there has to be more to this, you know, not just like a mathematical, let's say, physical scenario or matrix. There's an element that is missing, and that's when I said consciousness. That's also part of physics. That's the create the what creates, you know, the material world. It's the, wh- where it reacts everything. So that's when I started to remember all this information about our multidimensional being, uh, nature and the mechanics, the actual mechanics of the universe of consciousness, how everything really gets to manifest itself, how we create our reality. And of course, with that came all this rest of the information, like about the extraterrestrial consciousness, the situation in Earth, what's going on right now, what's our real history and all these concepts.
1: I'd love to hear more, uh, and I'm sure my audience would too, about the real history. You say what's really going on on Earth and the real history of mankind. What were you shown or what did you remember?
0: Well, first of all, of course, that we're hybrids, that we didn't evolve from a monkey or from a primate, but we were rather hybridized with alien genetics. And the reason why is because these beings is an advanced species. They were in the search for gold, uh, material resources for their planet because they are destroy their ecosystem. So they knew that gold um, was uh, monatomic gold, was really useful to repair, the ozone layers you know of the atmosphere their atmosphere so basically there were old, also because gold is one of really important elements uh, of their technology they have a lot of technology that is based on this element you know because they know the the good side of it like the good effects on it on physics and magnetic field, you know superconductivity etc so what they did basically is that they travel from star system to star system to in search for this material. And they found that Earth was really rich on it, you know, they found like really big mines of gold. And at first they used their own slaves, the slaves that were part of their, let's say, lineage, like their species. But that they consider them to be inferior genetically because they were mixed or, or they were impure, you know, they were like royal bloodlines. So basically, they used these people as their slaves, their slave race. They didn't consider them to be so godlike, you know, so they will serve them. But these beings will eventually. Yeah, revolve, you know, and create a, start a revolution and stand against them and say we're not slaves. We do not, this is tiring. We do not want to work, you know, 24 seven for you, extract your minerals. And so they, they found a different, they found a different way to eventually do it, which is to create a slave race that will have the same level of intellect that not the same, but similar level level of intellect that they will have, so that these beings could eventually follow their orders, you know, synchronize, harmonize with what their, uh, let's say, the, this collective consciousness will be dictating or ordering, and at the same time as a way, so that there, should, there will be a medium-like element in between them and their planetary consciousness. Because they understand that if they will strike the goal themselves, their own genetics will be will become karmically entangled to the matrix, to the planetary consciousness matrix of the Earth. So to not eventually manifest that, to not eventually get karmically attached or, impression, you know, impression, they used us as their slave race to eventually get what they wanted, and after that. Some of them, a group of them were uh, insisting that we will, that we were inferior, that we shouldn't become as powerful as them. Because the reason why we didn't eventually achieve that level of, uh, sort of like a level of empowerment of a spiritual consciousness on how we create our reality to become, you know, uh, to stand against them again and say, we do not wish this. We do not wish to be slaves and serve you they deactivated aspects of our DNA so that we will understand our tasks, you know, be able to, to perform this tasks, but never eventually achieve that intellect, that spiritual intellect that will make us realize how to create our reality to become independent, you know. Another part of them in defended that we were their children that we were their own, let's say, family, so that we were deserving of their knowledge and to live a life on planet Earth.
1: So when you say they, who who were they? Those are the Anunnaki. The Anunnaki, yeah. Yeah, so this information, was this downloaded to you? How, How did you receive this information?
0: Well, it's a mixture in between me going you know being interested about this material when i was awakening and reading it from web pages or blogs or videos you know and then at the same time getting downloads you know getting like guidance and whilst i was navigating through it because that usually happens when you have a download it's really hard for you to extract all the information by yourself usually you get words or ideas, you go and research it in Google or in a book and you read the, let's say, the most general part of it or the structure of it and then when you actually have the base of it, it's when you can channel and extract forward all the rest of the information.
1: It's like it fills in It fills in all the information that's not available online, like it fills out the story. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, and and how do you think that knowing this information – not you knowing it, but collectively as a human race, how do you think that that will change us? Do you think it's important to get out there?
0: I think it's really important to get out there because many of these beings, you know, many of these beings have a their self-entitled as the owners of Earth and humanity and they will, some of them will ever be, um, they will, let's say, perpetuate disbelief you know forever for eternity as long as they can that they own earth and humanity and that they are they can decide what happens on earth what happens with us what is our next step you know and to maintain us to use the spiritual manipulation to maintain us like not fully aware of the mechanisms of reality and consciousness so that we should have like Go forward, but in a way that we never shut down, you know, that let's say connection that, um, that relationship between uh slave and master race, you know, controlling us because there are many groups, some which are obviously negative, who show themselves to be obviously negative, the Anunnaki reptilian hybrids who are, you know, doing harm directly without hiding, the ones who claim that they want to help, that they're not they still insist you know they hide that that they still want to let's say control us a little bit so that they again benefit from us and the ones who are helping us like fully without any hidden agenda so there are many groups there is a lot of there's a lot of fight of conflict you know of lineages of spiritual lineages et races and and I think it's really important because we need to become, we're now in a rebellious phase of becoming like adults and like teenagers so that we eventually in the future can become adults, you know, like uh, responsible, self-responsible species. Yeah. You know, up until
1: 2020, 2021, 2021 this information would have sounded like pure fantasy but we're actually seeing it playing out on planet earth right now right so uh, the pure fantasy can like yeah can start to feel a bit more like um unseen mysteries of planet earth yeah it's it's interesting uh that you say that uh, we could be controlled because of this one component that you saw missing when you were researching science and, um, and physics, and that's the consciousness component that um, we need to, we have to, we are expanding in humanity at the moment. Uh, what did you see as your role? Because you said that you've seen yourself uh, here before, obviously having lines on other, in other dimensions and other planets. But you've um, experienced the Earth experience before. How many, how many past lives have you had on Earth? Well,
0: as time is really not linear,
1: yeah, I know. Um, it's on information. So, for example. Sorry, say that yeah. again
0: on on what matters the most what's most relevant for you right now in this incarnation yeah so for example um i could say that i came from the future that i came from the but i can also say that i came from the past and i'm actually aware of two past lives you know i mean one past life and one future life and i'm in in between you know informing myself of both of them and both are serving me in a way But it really depends, you know, I could have have more lifetimes than I perceive on Earth, but I don't have that connection, uh, like, integrated in my beingness or, like, consciously downloading information right now. But rather, as I'm doing it with star system incarnations, because I am, like, this incarnation is more about the star seed, let's say, nature so for example in a past life i could have been considered a, a nurse it by being more connected to uh, incarnations on the earth but in this lifetime i choose that the biggest amount of like the majority of the incarnations that i'm connecting to of parallel lifetimes are placed outside of this star system but rather on other, even densities even planes of consciousness for the matter of this of what's needed right now
1: yeah so you're aware of it's kind of like on a need-to-know basis you're aware of what you need to know that's helping you who you are in this moment and what you're sharing and delivering in this moment and and maybe if you need to know something else at a later time then you'll be aware of that so it's kind of like on a need-to-know basis right Yeah. That. yeah So you're saying that you're more aware of your lineage in um, star systems because maybe that's the information or the knowledge that you're bringing to Earth. Would that be right?
0: It is right. It is right. It's like whatever information that you have received, it's because it's relevant, it's needed for you to know. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to access it because Mm -hmm. you only know what you need to know, let's
1: say. Yeah. So do you know what other systems you've been a part of? Yeah, my, well, really I've, I've
0: been a part of like anyone part of all the, the ones that we really were because we're hybrid beings, which means that our genetics, our genetic makeup contain more, I mean, more than 20 races, about 20 to 22 approximately. This means that That if you're incarnating here and you're expressing that, let's say, heritage in a physical format, you know, as a human being. It's not just like, it doesn't mean that you have this genetic like connection right here and now because you chose to incarnate as a human. As you're a multidimensional being and as above, so below, these genetic aspects, you also can contain them on a metaphysical level on your soul DNA. But of course, depending on those genetics that you have activated more by incarnation, by experience, the experience that you have integrated by, you know, going from timeline to timeline or lifetime to lifetime, you know, navigating across, you know, the galaxies and star systems. That will, that expression that you have created or explored to be yourself right now as a soul Depending on that material, that genetic um, genetics that you have activated or expressed the most, when you incarnate, you usually do it in lineages that are the most compatible with that aspect of your soul DNA that has more of that percentage of that specific star system genetic material. So it all depends on your integrated experience along your exploration of the galaxies and, and the cosmos, you know.
1: Okay, that was brilliant. Let me just unpack that a little bit. So you're going to express in your DNA, in your physical and spiritual DNA, your galactic lineage, depending on what you're doing here, what your intention and desire is to do on Earth. Is that what you're saying?
0: Sure. I'm, sure. I'm mostly, I mostly was referring to the idea of integrated experience. So, for example, um, if you have had most uh, lives on Pleiades mm-hmm. and that's where you actually dynamically, not linearly, but dynamically come from, then that's the most, let's say, the highest expression of your genetic makeup. You know, right now, your soul DNA, because you have integrated a lot of consciousness, you know, from that experience, you know, in your soul DNA. So you choose to connect, you choose an incarnation of Earth because it's relevant for you. You will mostly, most probably do it in lineages that are, let's say, compatible with that Pleiadian DNA. So you will do it on lineages on Earth that have that connection to Pleiades, you know. That's what I'm mostly meant.
1: Oh, okay. So you'll do it with lineages that have that connection to the Pleiadian DNA. So, do you identify as having a dominant amount of Palladian connection or DNA? And is that a kind of a European thing or
0: no? My highest, my most strongest connection that I perceive it's the hybrids, the hybrid civilizations, the Andromedans,
1: the Andromedans, the yeah.
0: Arcturians, and Palladian Anunnakis. To you know, I say Palladian Anunnakis because most people. The galaxy. Most people will think that I meant Pleiadian galaxy, like Maya, Tegeta. What I meant is the constellation of Taurus, mm-hmm. um, the Aldebaran system. There's a star that is considered to be that it is that it is in between Orion and Pleiades.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But the beings of that star, Aldebaran, they are they are Pleiadians actually, Pleiadians and Anunnakis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: I've got so many questions to ask you. There is all swirling through my head. I don't know where to start. Okay, Um, so you say that we're all hybrid beings in that our physical structure are hybridized in in order to evolve the human race. They um, intermixed the, the galactic or alien or ET DNA with the human DNA, like they tinkered with our DNA, and they're still doing that now. How do you think, like you identify as a hybrid being um, how do you think humanity is evolving now and why are they still doing that
0: well because of that matter actually it's a complex matter of lineages of genetic lineages there is a really specific angel lineage that we received um, back in history which is the nephilim and that's what we consider to be the Fallen Angel, you know, DNA or broad lines. Well, that's really connected to Orion constellation because it's a really it's consciousness that it's really um, that its dynamics are pretty much in consciousness and duality. So because of this extreme level of consciousness expressed there, there is a lot of shadow consciousness on it, on that heritage, you know, that has a lot of the negative actual components of our species you know those shadow consciousness that are about tyranny they're about separation about um hate or illusion of you know being different like everything that goes against what's divine what's connected to christ consciousness basically so that's why it's called felony so actually um there is a probability, there is like many timelines splitting now from Earth, you know, because of the times that are, that we are in the shift of the pole shift And that actually opens like, let's say like a quantum, um, like a portal to many different um, timelines, possibilities, probabilities for Earth to evolve, you know, forward. So one of them. Was a negative um, version of us in the future, which we call the great timeline. The grays are basically humans from the future that instead of integrating that, let's say, shallow consciousness, they decided to um, fix it, and manipulate it, you know, by doing. Uh, by disconnecting themselves from the human nature which they believe it was the cause of it when in fact it's not which is emotions it's not the cause of it the cause of it it's consciousness itself it's belief systems but they didn't understood it by that they thought that emotions was a problem was an issue what's the real you know the real enemy let's say so they shut down they manipulated their dna so that they wouldn't receive these um these energies that information from their that level of consciousness of themselves, and they they basically antagonize it. They disconnect from their nature, from their emotions. They decided that the most that evolution was mostly about the development of technologies and of the intellect, and left aside the heart space, everything to do with humanity. With, that's who we are. So they found themselves. Manipulating genetics, so much going so much against nature that they disconnected from their nature to a point in which they destroyed their own nature. And that's why they happened, what's what it happened to them, that they their own version of Earth got destroyed. And their own species, they couldn't even d- reproduce. They will plan themselves to survive. So they observed that they were dying out. They were basically getting going instinct, and they decided, as they had tried to target technology, they decided that they needed to go back in time to fix it. And so, that's why certain individuals that have connections with this lineage, with this um, specific family, you know, which all, we all have, but some stronger than the other, are so um, connected to the hybrid programs because they have a parallel incarnation as a great in which they basically experienced this, that they didn't, that they disconnected from their nature. So in a sense, some of them decided to get to those lineages to to their past selves, literally to their ancestors, most direct ancestors, and to decide that it will be great to do a bidirectional agenda, a co-creation, let's say, in between them and us in which they will say, hey, you know, we are you from the future. You made this big mistake. We are you. If we make this agenda, if we go forward with this exchange of energy, in which we we get your DNA to fix our genetics, and we give you also DNA so that we, let's say, uh, connect you more with those, connect those aspects of your DNA that has been deactivated for so long. You will achieve higher level of consciousness, so you will have better tools to deal with your own shadow to deal with your own you know unconsciousness and we will also get benefited because we will save our species some of them though like a little aspect of themselves decided that they will get it but not in good terms they will receive that by making deals with the military like, hey, you give us DNA and we give it technology and all these things. So some of them didn't really decide the most positive outcome at the end of the day. But the majority of them got to integrate their negative beliefs, to observe, to learn from their negative actions and and decisions. And they actually did this, um, were the, the, the the founders of this big hybrid agenda here on earth that will help humanity in not to commit the same mistake you know yeah
1: i've spoken to quite a few uh, gray hybrid beings on the show women in their you know older women in their 60s and uh yeah it's interesting it's, yeah it's interesting um you know i'm thinking about one who's who's very loving and very into emotions and um and very spiritual and another one is is not so much and gets caught up with what we get caught up with on earth the um you know resentment and jealousy and competition energy uh so like like any of us you know it doesn't matter how highly evolved you can be you can still get caught up in the human emotions and um and and get stuck in that righteousness of i'm right and you're wrong Oh you no! Know, years ago, I read in the Seth books that there was a civilization on Earth many, many thousands, hundreds of thousands of years ago before our caveman was supposedly on Earth that um, manipulated their DNA because they wanted to evolve aggression out of their nature just aggression so just that aspect of negative emotion and they manipulated their dna so that they evolved aggression out of their nature and what happened was as they evolved as a species here on earth Aggression was something that was needed in order to deal with the third-dimensional experience, like even weather. They were so not aggressive, so passive that they couldn't even sort of deal with thunderstorms or um, weather that happens here on Earth. And um, even giving birth is kind of an aggressive act in many ways, giving birth physically. And they moved underground to protect themselves and they evolved their – sound frequency and consciousness around psychic ability and sound technology they use sound to propel themselves to paint to cook with and all sorts of things but they eventually died out as a species because they they couldn't they couldn't sort of protect themselves so aggression is something I I was fascinated by that when I read that god 30 years ago because I thought wow aggression is something that is actually needed although we need it we need to use it in a way that's not harmful and i remember seth saying in the seth books that the most aggressive act on earth is is that giving birth it is an aggressive act but it's also a beautiful act so it's fascinating isn't it
0: and actually that's a really big lesson because the the actual metaphysics behind that it's that everything that you get to experience everything that you get to experience in the third dimension it's there for a reason because it's part of that blueprint or template level of evolution of consciousness right if you shut it down if you cut it out of the system of the equation of the integral you are you're really like stopping you from evolving because when you ascend when you want to transcend to higher levels of consciousness well, you need to understand that those higher levels of consciousness are integrals they contained the lower aspect of consciousness integrated in an integrated manner let's say but contain it so to leave it out of the question it's to really shut you like stop you from getting to that higher you know most integrated state of being yeah and when i actually do it you place it outside of your consciousness. So that the physical reality mirrors you. What is that you contain within your consciousness? What is that you need to understand that it is a part of you? So if you you become genetically not receptive to it, Mm -hmm. what is going to happen is that you're going to place it all outside of you. And it's going to end with you because it is you. You're going to die if you do not align with who you truly are and what you contain within yourself. So that's actually the mechanics behind it. It kills you.
1: So beautifully said. Absolutely. And I think that many beings elect to come into this third-dimensional Earth experience not to torture themselves but to, um, to challenge themselves and to evolve more rapidly because it's so difficult with emotions you know the the range of emotions that we have here and so many i see so many starseeds or people identifying as starseeds you know who, who think that they come from other worlds of love and light where everything's beautiful and there's no hardship you know suffer here because they feel um they feel victimized in this this earth arena what do you want to say about that what do you want to say to these star seeds that feel like
0: well that's a really interesting point because actually yes they they do but it's because they, they cho- I mean they need it you know actually what's really fascinating about star seeds is that many of them will be telling you that they had a life as um, you know luminati Or as a bad person, or as even rapist, or someone who was a criminal, someone who did something wrong or killed, because it is needed. Sometimes they choose to get in touch with that aspect that I was mentioning later of the falling angel genetics of this dark shadow consciousness within humanity, genetic makeup, because they want to help humanity. And what's the best way to do it than to get in touch with it and integrate it? Because if they eventually get to integrate that within themselves, they heal that from the collective consciousness mixtures of humanity, of the planetary consciousness of Earth. So most of the time, that's why they choose truly terrible, traumatizing childhoods, um, truly horrible, you know, programs like the ones that I was part of, um, connections to past lives as criminals, you know, because they need, they want, they wish to be you know, the healers, the integrators of that.
1: You know, Marina, I think that that is probably the most important message that you bring, especially to starseeds, that by integrating the lower levels, the the lower levels in their being is their service to humanity. Um, And, yeah, they have a lot of friends that identify as, you know, with their galactic lineage and have come into very traumatic families and and experienced rape and violence and trauma and and they're like why why and until you arrive at that understanding that you've just told us that it is to integrate those lower levels in your being that as you do that work on yourself you're actually doing it for the whole of humanity and that is their service to earth yeah
0: yes and actually there's science behind it you know when there is a kundalini awakening these electromagnetic um, impulses from your beingness from your bodies it's influencing the telluric lines of the magnetic collective let's say spectrum of the earth let
1: me me repeat that when there is a kundalini awakening it's influencing the toroidal what did you say toroidic lines
0: electromagnetic field of the planetary consciousness Okay. that's a neat, that's a spectrum of light that contains you know consciousness, our collective as a unified, you know field. So everything you do with your your own self, with your consciousness, you're informing it to all of it, to the whole planet, right. no matter,
1: yeah. What you're doing with your personal consciousness is informing the electromagnetic field for the whole planet. Yeah, because we're all connected. We're all one. So what you do with your thoughts and feelings is informing the whole electromagnetic field of the planet, of the cosmos, actually. Mm.
0: And at the same time, it's actually also bidirectional. That field, that unified field, which we can call the planet Earth itself as the one unified consciousness or Mother Gaia, Mm-hmm. or the collective of Earth, I mean, of, of us humans is actually also through that through itself informing our own electromagnetic field. So sometimes we receive information from it. And that's why we find ourselves more, let's say, um, guided to go one way or another or to have like to explore an emotion or an, any specific topic or information or idea about ourselves we're also translating like the earth, you know, the earth consciousness, its own emotion. Yeah.
1: So we're informing the grid and the grid is informing us. Yes. So it's this symbiotic relationship. You know, I heard you say on Alan's show on, on, uh, on new realities. I think it was when I was there talking with you that your, my lab experiences was your initiation into third dimensional, um, density. Do you want to talk about that? Which I thought was amazing. So you weren't traumatized by it or you weren't traumatized by the memories of it. Maybe you were traumatized at the time it was happening, but you weren't traumatized by the memories. You saw it as an initiation into integrating that density as you were talking about. Do you want to expand on that? Yes, Sure.
0: Well, the man alive experiences was mostly about uh, performing a dark practice known as NK Ultra, which is the shattering of one's consciousness um, into different personality alters, so that it's manageable, it's manageable, you know, it's like controllable. So you can control different, you know, personality structures within the being, the, the consciousness of the being, and use it for different techniques and it's all based on trauma trauma is the element that it's placed in between all those all those things in, in you know in the middle of all those things those aspects of yourself to maintain them separated disintegrated from yourself so basically um you consciousness is a fractal structure a geometrical fractal stu- structure so when you place that element and shatter it those elements become disintegrated. So you can contain different personalities in different vessels because they can use actually that they can clone your vessel and channel, make it so that the personality, the neurological structure of that vessel will channel a specific personality structure, alter, let's say, and put it working in the moon or in you know different places. And so for me, that was of course the let's say initiation towards the uh shift of re- the reintegration of all those shadow consciousness of myself, the aspects that it's that are reflecting me who I am not, what is the opposite of who I truly am. And the aspects that in, you know, on the other hand, it's who I'm truly am, you know, the true me, say.
1: Yeah, so. So, so reintegrating the aspects of who you are not back into the wholeness of who you are yeah yes. so when you had um, so you were 15 when you started to have memories return how old were you when you were experiencing this MK ultra program like did they take you as a little kid? yes.
0: Unfortunately, I was about I think five years old or six. I'm not aware exactly of the age, but
1: approximately mm-hmm. And they were like performing sort of traumatic things on you to try and shatter your consciousness into different personnel. You know we had um, a beautiful a beautiful master soul on, in the in my online group called the Inner Sanctum a couple of weeks ago called um, Serena Faith Masterson. Who is in her 60s now? I think she said she's 66. I can't remember. Anyway, and she—that happened to her as a baby. She was born into the MK Ultra, and they put her out in the rain at three days old, and just watched the baby just naked in the rain. Just what would it do? Just tortured her and tortured her and tortured her physically, sexually, in every way to split her into over three. 300 personalities separate personalities and it took her about 30 years to heal and now she's integrated all that into her being and um, and now you know is, is is in connection with her higher self coming through her uh, yeah so as I was hearing her story I've had her on the show and, and in our group I was realizing exactly what you say Marina that she wasn't just doing it for her own experience that she was doing it as a service to humanity. Oh, makes me shiver when I think about it. As we integrate our negative aspects, our sense of loneliness and separation and being victimized and being ripped off and being hurt and being abandoned, as we integrate that into our being and return to love, we do it for the, we do it. We inform the field, the grid, and it shifts, it shifts you know, the consciousness on earth, right? Yes, it does. It it really is. Yeah, amazing experiences. So, when you said to your mum at five years old that you were from another planet, I <laughs> knew <laughs> right. How, how do your parents feel about you? Are they, you know, how do they experience you?
0: Well, as a really strange child, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Because, you know, it will be like a never-ending thing, you know, like, for example, I will paint things with, I will draw anything, like any, like dolls, like people, like cat, animals with really big eyes and really small mouths, like alien-like, so they will be like, well, okay, she's a bit of sex with big, with big eyes, you know, and then I will wake up one day and say, and dream that I was in space, you know, that I was in a spaceship and that I was You know they're being taught or whatever i'm not sure if it was a dream about the ssp or about other institutions but i remember that i will say mom when are when is space travel going to be a thing i want to go to space i I miss a space you know i miss the spaceships and she'll be like oh well maybe 2000 something you know it will be possible and then one day we'll come out and say I will always be interested in space and say, and go to science museums, you know, in which they will have, you know, the planet earth and, and stars and, you know, on telescopes on all these things. And I'll be like, wow, this is fascinating. This makes me feel like home actually. And I will say, mom, when I grow up, I want to be an astronomer. I want to be a physicist. And so I was so obsessed with space and, and everything related to it. And ETs that I will say to my mom one day and my parents, I'm just not from this planet. I am an extraterrestrial. And they'll be like, what? You know, and I will start speaking like tongues that I made up myself that were like supposed E.T. And they will be like, okay, so what's this? And I'll say, this is my planet's, you know, language. This is my tongue. I come from another planet, mom. And they will be like, okay, so if you're an alien, how did you came here? And I said, well, I teleported to your womb, mom. And they will get, you know, of course, surprised because which I was a child. How did I know about that concept? You know, already <laughs> you know. Yeah, and the funniest thing is that I will say it out loud, you know, to anybody <laughs> with no filters. So, for example, they will be reunited with their friends and they'll say, Tell, tell them, Marina, where you come from. And I'll say, I'm an you for another planet. And they will like. Why is she so sure your child is scaring me? Because I do believe her. Like, I do believe <laughs> she's so sure about it. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> Look, I totally relate. And, you know, this has been going on because I'm a lot older than you. And, and, and then I've spoken to people that are older than me who have that same experience. But I remember as a kid, there was a, a cartoon called The Jetsons. I don't know if you've seen it. Have you seen it? It's like a funny little cartoon that was around in the 70s. And it was a a space, like they lived in a, um, you know, cars were like little spaceships. They lived in this really futuristic place. And um, I thought that we'd be living like the Jetsons when I grew up. And we aren't. Like I was sure that I was going to have a flying car, you know, a flying little spaceship as my car when I was an adult. And Mm -hmm. I remember... Um, I I don't think about cars much but my old car um, had died and I needed to buy a new car and I remember thinking about for a long time about buying a car and it dawned on me that technology so this is about 10 years ago that technology had evolved so vastly and yet cars hadn't and it dawned on me that there had been this suppression It just dawned on me when I thought about buying a car that there had been this, we'd been held back in some of the technologies on this planet, that why have we got a smartphone in our hand and yet cars have not really evolved? They really kind of look, you know, not much different to 20 years ago. And um, yeah, I still think that today. I still think, why aren't we flying around in flying Um, cars? (laughs) How
0: that technology
1: yeah, I know. It's all there, but it's been suppressed. Mm.
0: Suppressed, definitely.
1: Mm.
0: On purpose, you know, for money.
1: Right, on purpose, for money, for control. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, absolutely. So, oh, wow, where do we go from here? What would you like to say to people? What's your message to people as a star seed hybrid being? Uh, what do you want people to know? What do you think the most important thing is that people know about who they are and what they can achieve?
0: Well, I wish to remind people that spiritual awakening it's a really personal um, journey, which doesn't mean that you get to be alone and walking alone. You know, it's not about that. It's all about unity, reconnecting with the all. But when I say that it's a personal journey, I mean that. It is something that they should understand as um, let's say to, to as a way to recognize who they are as a creator, like their true potential as a creator being. Because many times when we gather all together in a spiritual community, or like the age, the new age, for example, community, there's a lot of comparison, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of like dogma like dogmatic beliefs in between and so most of the times we find ourselves like the believing that we should follow one people or one person or even it is that whatever that it is says it's that thing you know that we should go their way and do what they tell us to do and that's not that's not spiritual awakening is about that's not spiritual awakening it's about awakening to that inner let's say to that inner knowledge within yourself, to that uh, potential con- potential that you have as a creator, that nature that you are as God, you know? So y- y- it's time for us to empower ourselves a little bit and to not let, not let the doctrines or dogmatic beliefs or, you know, or even ETs telling us what we're supposed to be, let us, like disempower ourselves to a point that we feel like that we should let's say make their wishes true like um in in that fashion i think it's time for us to understand that spiritual awakening it's a really creative path it's extremely creative and extremely personal and it's about intimacy like with yourself with who you truly are and what you want to navigate it's it's up to you and i think that Um, It's time to become empowered and mature enough to say, to discern, to start discerning and not letting the outside dictate where should we go next, what's the next step for us, but rather be us who say, I need to go this way right now, because it's the thing that, you know, the universe, I feel the pull, my soul is asking me to go this way, or I don't want to go really that way. I prefer this way or that's not how I really feel about myself. I believe that it's time for us to not let, to accept the guidance and, you know, to follow teachings if we, if we choose to, if we, if it helps us, but to not disconnect with our free will, you know, with that, let's say, inner guidance that we ourselves have.
1: Brilliant. Perfect. Yeah you know with with so much information out there on the internet now with so many hybrids and gurus and spiritual teachers and et consciousnesses and all sorts of people bringing a message to humanity what do you think that brings so your message is to stop looking outside yourself for your wisdom look within but how do we navigate that with all these messages that are coming at us through our internet? You know, I'm putting someone on the show once or twice a week with some message. Hopefully it's that same message, go within, go within, go within. But how do you think people should navigate that?
0: Actually, it is fine to listen to other messages because it's another aspect of you. They mm-hmm. are you. another perspective you know so it's really much your higher mind giving you guidance to but the point is that there's many ways to go forward in your path of evolution of spiritual waking there is just no one defined path because we're actually there we're actually great powerful gods you know in the highest of the highest dimensions we are there already it's all about the path it's about how we want to enjoy it to walk ahead. So it is a creative process. It is creative. We should be able to let go of that pressure of saying, "Well, this teaching, this teacher said that I should not do this. This teacher said the other thing. This teaching, but I wish, I wish to do it, and I feel like this, and I wish." If it is not resonating with us at the moment, we should just let it go, thank it, and say, "Yeah, thank you, but no, thank you." This is not for me right now. I prefer this go this way and tune into different, you know, channels depending on the information, if it resonated with you or not, and be kind to yourself in that perspective, you know, like.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Way.
1: Yeah. You know, that's why I put so many different perspectives on the show. It is not to get too wrapped up in one perspective and think that that knowledge is the only knowledge but to listen to all different perspectives as it reminds you of your memory of who you are and what resonates with you and leave behind what doesn't resonate and take on what does. Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting. I had um, a Buddhist monk on the show recently who is very entrenched in one perspective and much of what he teaches or, or he says he doesn't teach, but what much of what the lineage, the knowledge that he is um, displaying, teaches is very different to spiritual understanding. Like there's no God, there's no reincarnation. When we're dead, we're dead. Nothing happens after we die. It's fascinating. But then he brings this, this knowledge of being in the now and being connected to the breath, which is so important. It's such an important message. So there's, yeah, there's much that we can take from everyone's story, even though you don't agree with all of it, you can take a bit of it, right?
0: Yeah, and that way we, we will ab- avoid tyranny because right. some, because when we, I mean, there's a tendency to make people like the next guru or the next, you know, uh, ultimate teacher and that's not true we're going to have them eventually as important figures for you know given important messages as a way to converge people's attention into one single two single three single whatever amount of points it is so that we look at them and say oh, okay you know i resonate with your information and we all merge there so we can discuss the information being presented and create like a scenario for us to evolve eventually uh, you know while we align with it yeah. To ground, you know, but we shouldn't make it so that you know all that guidance, all of that responsibilities, plays outside or in these people, but rather us, you know, to to become empowered eventually, so that we do not give our power, power away.
1: away. Yeah, you are and your own works. guru.
0: Yes, and this works both for humans and ETs. You know, this is not just about just human gurus, but ETs eventually too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. This is the message that i would received in so many ways throughout my spiritual journey, in so many ways, as I was seeking the teacher and the guru and reading books about spiritual people that had their masters and their teachers, and I would call out for my teacher, like in physical form, to come along, and they didn't. <laughs> they would come in, in books and they would come you know they would everybody was a teacher basically everyone I met became my teacher and um, yeah the guru is within not to give your power away to a guru yeah the age of the guru is over it's about being the guru being the navigator of your own journey the deliberate creator of your own reality and uh, not giving your power away to anyone else yeah love that this is coming from a 21 year old (laughs) you've got this down more than most people (laughs) I love it. So, for you, Marina, you you started becoming more public with your understandings and your memories and your downloads at the beginning of this year, really, wasn't it?
0: Um, in well, I'm summer.
1: So your summer in Europe last year, your summer last year, 2020, or summer this year?
0: This year, like six months ago. Oh.
1: So is that when, who first put you on? Was it Alan that first put you on? Alan, Alan yeah. And you hadn't really done um, YouTube or anything really public before that?
0: I did, but on smaller channels. So I wouldn't get that exposure
1: to the degree that I got with Alan. And and were you doing it and you were speaking it in Spanish? Was it in Spanish? Uh, in English too. In English. But you really learnt English this year only this year
0: oh no when i was three years old
1: oh you did because uh i heard you say on alan's show that you you had to learn more english to sort of come and present on his show but you already knew english before then yes oh okay because i was thinking god you've got a better command of the english language than most people i know <laughs> so as are you finding that a lot of people are reaching out to you since you've had that exposure wanting to sort yes. of um you to be their teacher and
0: Yes, and it's been a beautiful journey so far, you know, lots of people coming to me, uh, telling me stories about their lives like or trying to reach out for help, asking me for services or to eventually connect with them, and that's sweet.
1: So that message of don't put your um, power in somebody else will, you know, be more apparent to you as people sort of, you know, try to do that with you. How do you think you'll navigate that? Uh, actually, I've
0: always, um, I've always had it in mind, like I've observed a tendency among people to, to, uh, let's say, say, yes, you know, I believe, uh, I trust with, I trust in your guidance and everything. And by the moment where I'm observing, it's nothing out of alignment. I do observe that the people that come to me and agree with my knowledge, it's because they agree. With, its, with itself, you know, with the message itself, not just because I say it, because I'm not like a figure. I don't consider myself a figure yet, but but, the people that come to me and are grateful for the message that I'm giving out or they resonate with information, it's because it, they resonate with it because they agree with the message itself, not me. And I like that because I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want that a person will just follow my message because I say so, but rather because it helps them eventually, because it really is being of service to them.
1: So I think that for humans, the most difficult thing that they bump up against is their own negative emotions. So I'm someone that's been teaching deliberate creation for many years, and how to navigate your and negative emotions, how to pivot, how to change, how to move, you know, up and down a sliding scale of negative of emotions, how to get a hold and don't, not let them control you or your actions. What what would you say to people about negative emotions? What do you do when you hit a negative emotion?
0: Well, a really interesting question. I actually have, of course, as everyone, um, more trouble with some than others um for example i have a better experience with feminine non-divine feminine emotions such as sadness oppression etc that are more like um self-destructive than the ones that are destructive to the outside directed to other people like masculine dominant uh, non-divine masculine energies such as um anger you know and eventually it's because Um, For example, to me, when I'm feeling sad, when I'm feeling depressed, I I don't have any issue with it because it's as easy as just crying. When I cry, even if I have to cry out, I feel liberated, I feel empowered. I feel like I clean out of those frequency patterns out of my body and that gets reflected also in the higher aspects of my bodies, of my astral bodies so it's really easy for me like sadness is one of the easiest emotions ever so i have no problem with that but with anger i had more trouble because for example not so much about myself because i'm not an angry person in general i have character sometimes when i need to empower myself because i need to set boundaries and i'm an indigo originally so indigos tend to like use a lot of that emotion to empower themselves whenever they are in experiences, I mean, circumstances in which they feel oppressed, you know. Um, I use it to set boundaries and say, hey, you know, you cannot do this, this is not fine. You're not respecting my space. But I, the problem is not so much me being angry. The problem is me dealing with people who gets angry at me. You know, I find it easy at the same time to feel, let's say, empathic or compassionate to when people are sad. I feel instant compassion because it's so sad. But when people are angry at me, I cannot develop, I cannot connect so much with empathy or compassion as far as with the other one, because I, my consciousness or my, my brain perceives it as an attack towards me. So it defends itself. So that's the emotion that I had the most trouble with. My learning has to realize that even if it's, a destructive, destructive emotion, and it feels like they're trying to suppress me, to attack me. I should consider that there is another layers, you know, behind it, that there is something more, more depth to it That it. They really do not wish to destruct me, but to destruct that aspect of themselves that is feeling disempowered that they do not know how to deal with at the moment. So that's the tool that they use to boom to discharge all of that stress so that they can feel more
1: relief yeah absolutely absolutely anger is a huge relief when you've been feeling disempowered and depressed for a long time that burst of anger is like a release a relief a release and it actually feels empowering at the moment that you're experiencing it but other people you know get the barrage of that atomic bomb going off it's like suppressed energy and then poof, it explodes mm-hmm. uh, did you come from you know the, the the europeans the spanish they're sort of known to be very <laughs> emotive you know very expressive <laughs> is your family very expressive in their emotions <laughs> I
0: think that's a that's a funny comment because yeah i have I am not my direct family, but I have announced, you know, that she's really was like that. <laughs> but in a funny way, in a way that is really funny, you know. So yeah, it's 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 a Spanish thing. <laughs> yes. It is
1: a People... Spanish thing. When yeah. I watch Spanish movies on <laughs> Netflix, you know, dubbed movies these days, are all dubbed. So you don't have to read the subtitles, which is great. But when I it's it's always, it's always wrapped around emotion. It's always very the storyline is always about the emotion and the feelings and the, yeah, it's the the Spaniards really get into the emotional stuff. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I do not, I have to admit that I am not resonating myself with that because I find it too dramatic. I'm not a dramatic person on that matter. I'm yeah, but, but it's funny. I love, I love how it's actually a thing, you know, here. Do you have brothers and sisters? Yeah, I have an older sister.
1: Is she like you, or?
0: Um, mm, she's a little, little bit into this. Like you know, she's been introduced to this like some years ago. But she's more grounded than me. She's she's more interested in grounded, you know, um, life lifestyle like topics. You know, like going out with her friends, her work, her studies, um.
1: But yes, it's a little bit um aware of it, but she's also a star She is also so can you discuss things like we've discussed today with her? Not really. Not really. Not really. No. Oh, oh. I mean,
0: I yeah. could share with her eventually. Um, but she will sometimes joke, like, yeah, you're such an alien. you're so strange, yeah. Your right. things. You, yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, that's my family so I have many siblings from you know brothers and sisters from other mothers but I have two brothers from my mother who are also galactic lineage star seeds whatever but they did not wake up they just did not wake up and um and my yeah my guide said to me that you know we sent million like millions of star seeds are here on earth and have been coming on earth for you know, hundreds of years, increasing, ever increasing as we've reached this precipice point that we're going through now. And many of them, you know, got kind of caught in the emotional matrix and the, and the consciousness conditioning, you know, get a good job, make money, buy a Mercedes Benz, send your kids to private schools or make money, invest in real estate, buy lots of real estate, increase your wealth, increase your wealth. It's kind of this collective hypnosis. Yeah, many of them get stuck in that sort of matrix.
0: I had the good luck to be a really serial connected person. I, I never enjoy being a body, being a physical vessel. I had to adapt to it. You know, it took me years to adapt to it and get to um eventually let go of that stress that caused me to be physical. So luckily I never resonated with that desire to, you know, focus on money, 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 big houses, big cars, never like that. Um but you know, another comment on that that it's really interesting, it's that um yes, it's true that many starseeds get caught on this emotional matrix and everything and the conditioning, but um another thing to become to like become aware of to to understand is that just because a starseed doesn't get to get Aware of the mechanics of consciousness of the you know history, the real history of humanity or what's going on, the circumstances that we're experiencing on a higher level as a collective doesn't mean that they could not eventually wake up. Because spiritual awakening, nobody said that a spiritual awakening is about following the collective narrative. Okay, we're doing it right now because we need it, you know, we need people there. We need us, you know, for example, to be there and do that job. But there, we have also thousands of star seeds that are actually waking up, yeah. but not in yeah. the way that we expect it to be or have you know theorized that it should look like, you know. Spiritual awakening can be having a really great life connected to your spirit, and, you know, awakening to your divine nature, to Christ consciousness, but not necessarily integrating into your mentality in your physical brain all these concepts, you know, all this information about you know, the bigger,
1: the bigger picture. Absolutely. You know, my two brothers that are, are like this have both had heart conditions, both of them uh, because they've been in their heads and not in their hearts, but, you know, when they are in their hearts, the joy, the joy, the joy, the joy, but, you know, we've been conditioned to be this intellect, you know, to study and to sort of, be concentrated in the head i remember at school i was dyslexic and so i would enjoy the creative pursuits and i couldn't work out the intellectual pursuits you know like geography and history and spelling and reading just couldn't do any of that but i could draw anything and dance and sing and do all that sort of stuff so it's kind of really interesting that there isn't this balance in our school systems of this creative as well as intellectual, there's this complete out of balance, like 10% creative, 90% intellectual. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's really interesting. So, what are you studying at the moment? Because you're at school still, aren't you? You're at university oh, or no? I am I'm doing a higher grade
0: of 3D animation and modeling. Uh-huh. And modeling. And but this is the last year, and I planned my, my biggest
1: dream is to study physics. Mm-hmm. I think you could teach physics, actually. (laughs) I think the physics, the the physics that they would teach in a university setting is is outdated. You know, there is there's a new physics that's coming in. Like I'm I'm sure that you could understand Nassim Haramain. Have you seen Nassim talk? Naseem Haramain, who speaks about the new physics and yeah, where is he from? Yeah, go on.
0: But one thing, one certain thing that I had know for sure, it's that physics needs to start integrating in its field the element right. of consciousness.
1: Consciousness, exactly.
0: It's not an element itself. I'm growing on that. It's not an element on the structure. It's the creator of the structure itself.
1: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's the one component. Yeah, it's the one component that's been left out. A friend of mine puts on the social good summit Um, talking about the 20 uh, the UN has this 20 I can't remember 2021 or components like health and poverty you know what we're addressing in our world and the one thing they have left out of all the things they're addressing poverty and um, you know pollution and all these things that the world needs to address is there's no consciousness component in that And my friend who's Portuguese, who puts on the summit here, I'm like, I say to her, get me on stage to talk about consciousness, get me on stage to talk about being deliberate creation. And she says, but it's not in the system. And I'm like, but it needs to be in the system. It's so interesting that the UN have left that out of like what we can discuss. Yeah. Consciousness is the overarching, you know, it's everything. Yeah. It's everything. So just before we go, I know it's late for you there. Marina stayed up late to talk to me today, so it's probably about quarter to 11, isn't it, over there? Oh, yes. What do you want to say to people about what's happening currently on our planet with the rollouts of vaccine mandates and and what do you think is happening on planet Earth at the moment?
0: (laughs) Oh, big question because of the experience that i have with the secret space program and with dark you know shadow governments you know institutions i know for a fact that there has been negative or agenda intentions with all these you know virus like uh lockdown i mean lockdowns not so much i I personally saw the lockdowns as like a way to stop the virus and to have like a quarantine to, for us to look at our own shadow and, you know, integrate stuff. But I do, I am believing and supporting the belief that this has been uh, an operation, like a shadow government operation. Now, I, I'm not usually, um, I'm not usually keen to share that, you know, my page or my web page, because there's so much conflict, there's so much separation going on right now, like believers of conspiracy versus supporters of the vaccine and blah, blah, and everyone fighting each other, like that I prefer to leave it out, you know, to leave it out to everyone as their own responsibility to navigate to what reality they prefer to sustain, to support that it's most um, resonated with themselves, with their truth because um because it's really like that complex i don't want people to become scared of it and disempowered because even if it's something created by the government with any of the intentions we need to understand that any narrative anything in the outside even if it's your physical body anything in the lower levels anything it's A harmonic, it's a subdivision of the principle harmonic of who you are, of your beingness, of that belief system. That it's not as powerful as that one principle harmonic. That principle harmonic is the integral of all the rest of the possibilities of the the things that you see outside reflected. You know, technology, dark magic, manipulation, blah, blah. All these things are tools, they are not consciousness itself they are aspects of consciousness so you can use tools to manipulate consciousness eventually but consciousness is the last word it dictates the rest of all because the rest of all any narrative it's here it's a subdivision consciousness is that principle harmonic that contains it all
1: beautifully said (laughs) beautifully said you create your reality you create your reality you create your reality you create your reality reality. yeah it was said in the seth books the same books that i spoke about before that i read in my 20s channeled information that came through in the 60s the one that talked about you know the civilization that devolved aggression in their dna that same those same teachings that there are two rules to life one you create your reality and two there are no limits no limits, no limits. So the consciousness yes, yeah. the most powerful, the most right. powerful. Our consciousness is the overriding factor of everything. What we believe, what we think, what we feel is creating our reality. So, yeah, what we resist persists, what we push against, we keep in place and what we integrate or love or are grateful for or appreciate uh, transforms, integrates as you said transforms yeah we create a liquid matrix yeah perfect beautiful marina it's been just such a delight to speak with you today there's so many more questions i could ask you i'd love for you next year to maybe come and meet our little online tribe and do a bit of q a would you do that with us so it'll be probably around the same time uh your late night um, morning here in Australia, but we speak with people all over the world: um, America, Canada, Denmark, Germany, all over the world. Australia, New Zealand. Yeah. So I'd love to invite you as a guest teacher next year to meet the little tribe. And thank you so much for sharing your amazing oh, thank wisdom. You so much for inviting me. It's been so beautiful.
0: I really love it. I really love the conversation. You know, usually. Um... I, I tend to repeat myself a lot in interviews because people have really similar questions. But with you, I love to talk about, you know, to arrive to many different topics and, and questions. It's been great. Thank you so much.
1: Isn't Marina just wonderful? I, mean, she's just, I She blows me away every time, honestly. Her level of understanding, her level of intellect, her level of consciousness blows me away. Anyway, we had a conversation after I turned off the recording about the current world situation that she doesn't like to talk about um, too publicly. And I was just quizzing her about her, her personal situation. And she's made a choice that has not been the choice of her family. And her family is like egging her on to choose a different path. And she's sticking to her guns. And so interesting times on planet Earth and opportunities to stand up for what you believe in, even in the face of ridicule and judgment and lockdowns and lockouts and coercion, uh, an incredible opportunity to stand your ground and stand up for what you believe in. Uh, That's how I'm seeing it. That's how I'm seeing what's happening on planet earth. Yeah. I'm seeing the whole system coming crumbling down. And I wondered what it was going to take, especially the medical system, the medical system, you know, it's, it can be a fabulous system. If you've had an accident and you need to have an operation or something, it can be wonderful. And I've benefited from it in that way. Uh, when I had a motorbike, when I was a young girl and somebody came down a one way street and ran into me, smashed me up. I benefited. Although <laughs> when I was in hospital, the doctor that did the, cause I went through emergency and um, I didn't elect a doctor. I just had the doctor that was available to do the operation he was apparently the head you know I got I got kind of supposedly got lucky and got the head of um, the surgical team that uh, did my operation to fix my arm that was smashed up but when he came into my room to check on me he didn't look me in the face he didn't look up he didn't use my name he just looked at the clipboard at the end of my bed he looked at my uh, wrist. He asked me how it felt. He did not look me in the face, and I said, "I don't know who he was." I said, uh, "Who are you? Hello. Who are you? What's your name?" And he didn't say. He didn't tell me. So he walked out, and the nurse came in. I said, "Who was that?" He said, "Oh, that was your surgeon." And I said, "Don't want that man back in my room again." And she said, "Oh no, he's the head of surgery here. You can't do that. You can't do that." And I kicked up so much fuss, and I said, "I don't care who he is. If he can't look me in the eye." and at least tell me his name i don't care who he is i don't care that he did my surgery i'm not going to communicate with that man again and i stuck to my guns I, think I was about 20 oh god 23 24 at the time can't remember how old i was I was young and the nurses in the hospital kicked up a whole lot of stink turns out he didn't do the operation very well and i had to have another operation and they got a young intern who um to do the operation because they had a surgery god wouldn't let him near me and uh he he fixed the problem that the head of surgery did but you know this system that you're not a person that you're just a number in a bed i'm sure that's changed today because that was a long time ago but the whole medical system has to change and i think that what's happening on earth is revealing what's wrong with it actually and that we need to include, as Marina said, we need to include consciousness into the equation of healing. And when you do, healing can be so instantaneous. Honestly, I've used my mind to heal so many things, to heal fractured bones, to heal. I've used my mind when I've dropped something on my foot and seen a lump swell up, I've just seen it go down and then watched it physically gone down. I've used it to heal cuts instantaneously The power of your consciousness is exponential. The power of your thoughts and emotions is exponential in manifestation, including manifesting health in your body. Yeah, focus on what you want instead of what you don't want. The power of your consciousness is exponential. So when uh, the medical system starts to introduce that, it will change medicine in so many ways in so many ways in so many ways and i have lots of friends that are going into hospital systems teaching people about mindfulness and meditation which is the power of consciousness so it's happening it's happening in schools it's happening in systems it's happening in hospital systems he's teaching nurses and pediatric uh, doctors and, and nurses about the power of their consciousness yeah anyway we are in exciting times and having someone like marina on earth i'm sure there's many marinas out there but i only know one david uh, my friend david just is blown away by marina he can't believe that there's someone on earth like marina who's so young and so tuned in tapped in turned on to higher wisdom and higher consciousness and yeah she's amazing absolutely amazing okay so next year hopefully she'll come and have a chat to our little online tribe the inner sanctum and we can quiz her some more and uh yeah who's coming up Uh, we had beautiful Josie Thompson on this weekend and uh, our last guest teacher for this year will be Tannis Heliwell who's also an incredible consciousness teacher amazing one of my favorites so she's going to come and chat to us and we can quiz her about all sorts of things she runs a whole slew of courses if you check out her website she does all sorts of consciousness courses there are amazing people on the planet teaching amazing things we are very blessed and very lucky with all these incredible people and uh, thanks again for listening and watching and sharing the shows and sharing what you've learned and uh, remember to check out the book awakened by death if you haven't already thanks again for listening and watching love you big time bye for now